Welcome back to the Multi-Passionate Mompreneur Podcast, where we choose to focus our energy, embrace our strengths, and move toward the compelled businesswomen we were meant to be. It's time to free ourselves from the chaos and the constant stream of ideas and build a life of impact and joy that honors our hard stuff, that makes meaning of our losses, and that helps us to make an impact in the world. It's time to finally take our power back and gain the follow-through that we've been desperately needing while also learning to leave the swirl behind. I'm Angel McElhaney, motherless daughter, self-discovery junkie, and not-so-master juggler of my crazy crew. And I believe you can have it all. So put down that to-do list, grab that coffee, and let's get to work, one day at a time, together. Welcome back. On this episode, we are talking with Onyinye Anike, and she is a transformational life and business coach. She is serving women who are mission-driven entrepreneurs step confidently into their power and purpose so they can share their message and build foundations of a thriving business and ultimately so they can create impact as well as income. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so glad you're here. I'm really excited to let everyone hear about your story. Where should we start? (laughs) First of all, I guess, can you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, sure. So my business is called right now Holistic Life Purpose. And I created it last year. Oh, it was like years ago. Um, (laughs) In August. Um, And the purpose of Holistic Life Purpose is to help um, mission driven. I work with mompreneurs, mompreneurs, all females, um, predominantly Christian women, um, to help them build a thriving business. I help them get really connected to their purpose and their power so that they can confidently show up in their business as well as in their life. And I've been doing some rebranding and repositioning. So that may expand a little bit more as that's happening. Um, Cause I am actually looking to use speaking as a way to um, really get my message out there. <laughs> well, and, and I hear little ones, so we totally understand. So this, um, how many kids do you have? I have two little ones, a one-year-old, which is the one who's screeching in the background, and a three-year-old. <laughs> gotcha. So you're, you've had a very busy year. That's super exciting. Um, so what would you say, like, if you just had to start out of the gate with some advice, having went through this past year of building your business on some, some foundational tips that for someone just starting out? So maybe they are ready, they know what they want, like they have the clarity that it comes with with knowing what they want, but they don't really know how to attract, you know, the right client or to book clients or like, I have all this goodness, but where, how do I get people to, to know that I'm here? Do you have some tips for that? Yeah, I think visibility is a challenge <laughs> for, for all of us. And um, I recently posted in um, several groups um, and on my page about how that was one of my biggest challenges um, as an entrepreneur is not wanting to put myself out there and recognizing that I was doing a disservice <laughs> to my to my people by not putting myself out there because um, I have all this great knowledge I have all of this great stuff that I want to help um, bring to the world but it's no good if you're hiding it's no good if no one knows you exist um, and so a big part of it is really working through on your mindset because a lot of our fears of being visible is around worthiness and our confidence um, and believing that 
someone's going to want to buy from us or want to hear what we have to say or that we're even good enough to, to present certain information. I love that because you basically are saying that you have to believe that you are worth it and that you, you know, are, that you are valued for that service first. Like you have to believe it wholeheartedly. Otherwise no one else is going to believe it either. And so I definitely can see that being a huge, huge, um, huge, huge piece of that, especially mindset for sure. Like so many of us have limited mindsets and feel like we really aren't, we aren't able to do so much. Just it's like in our hardwiring, which I, I don't know if you know, but I'm really, really interested in self-discovery and learning about yourself. And I think that piece of it is what makes people have that kind of resilience to not quit and to just change the way you do it versus just stopping. And so I'm really excited to hear a couple more tips. I know that you have so much to, to tell us. Where do you want to start? <laughs> yeah. So one of the, like I said, one of the challenges was the visibility piece and how to best be visible um, and how to stay in alignment with it. So I think what happens, like you said, with being visible and putting yourself out there is you don't want to seem misaligned um, when you come out and share your information, we have this feeling of wanting to please everyone. There's a fear of judgment <laughs> when you when you put your stuff out there. You're like, will it resonate? Will people say something about it? Um, and so, I created the purpose. This framework is um, one of the ways that I um, assist my clients in building the foundations of their business, and it's grounded in their in their mission, their vision, their why, and their purpose. And what this helps do is it keeps us in alignment with who we are as, as people within our business. It helps us to get really grounded in that so that there, the fear that may come up of, oh my God, like I'm not worthy or I don't want to seem like an imposter because I'm not at the same level as a, another coach maybe within my same niche or that like what I'm saying no one wants to hear. Once you are grounded in your your purpose in your mission, your vision, and you have that foundation and you have clearly declared what you kind of stand for and what you stand against within your business, it helps to then um, give you the, the confidence to solidly, solidly um, keep moving forward in your business and grow that. So my, the framework, the first foundation is our purpose and getting grounded in that. Then we move to our person, like who is the person we're called to serve, um, doing some real deep work to understand who that person is, what their pain points are, how we can best serve them. Then followed by our positioning, and that's the content, that's writing things out that are in alignment with um, ourselves and with what our ideal client would like. Um, and then doing our positioning in a way that is also in alignment with us. So sometimes people you know, are not comfortable with lives, even though lives is, I, I, I've gotten really comfortable with them, even though before I was like terrified. Um, but I had to do a lot of mindset shift around what was holding me back about that and being able to move forward in doing lives and like writing out my content and actually putting it up and not overanalyzing it and rewriting it to make it sound perfect. <laughs> so really getting us set in our positioning, then our packaging, which is our offer, our pricing. How do we make sure it's, again, we're showcasing our value, which is something a lot of new coaches struggle with again it's like being able to say i'm charging this amount because again there's a lot of 
feelings of worthiness around that and I don't want to appear a certain type of way or like salesy or pushy um, and through pricing we talk about <laughs> all of those pieces and then process what's the processes you have in place and systems to efficiently and effectively work your business and and to reach out to and get clients um, in a way that works for you as well again as a busy mom <laughs> I, I love the personal relationship. I think it's really important. I organically reach out and that's how I attract clients, but I also recognize that I also need the automation and systems in place to be able to balance motherhood and entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of juggling, that's for sure. Which it sounds like you're doing amazing at it. So first of all, good job at that. And then I think that I just want to go back because just iterate some of the things you said. Um, you mentioned that when you were talking about the why, that fear and how we can almost like self-sabotage. Like we almost don't want to fail or we don't want to, like what would we do if someone doesn't like what we say? So I, I like to do the strategy where you almost think of the worst case scenario. So like if you want to go live, think about like, okay, what, what could go wrong? Um, and then if that happens, what are we going to, what can I do about it? So that you can almost like, kind of take away the power away from it, which I know that that's one part of your mission is to give them the, their power. Um, definitely, I can see where going through this process would definitely do that. Do you want to, like, when you talk about the process, how would you go about, like, helping someone to start there? Because I feel like people do have been doing a lot of work with, at least at this point, probably, like, who they're serving and, like, who their person is. And the positioning, I feel like that is one thing that I definitely think that a lot of multi-passionates su suffer from, like really um, zoning in because mm -hmm. they are so, I guess, multi-passionate. Like they just have so many things, like so many talents and, and just are very versatile. Do you mostly help coaches? Yes, mostly coaches and consultants um, when it comes to the, the business coaching aspect of it. Um, but the transformational piece of it, even though I do that in my business, I actually just, I work with women who want to like transform their lives and focus on um, what their bigger purpose is and to confidently show up in that way. I love that. And I love that it's not only about money. Like there is an income piece and this, the income will come when you get where you're supposed to be because it, you're, you're in alignment. Like you are in the flow. Like that's what we got, you know, like you are where you're supposed to be. It almost makes it to where the things are easier. And so, and I definitely believe that God will put different people even in front of you that can help you to learn this skill or to like bridge that gap of that thing that you didn't know or to make it easier or maybe even a group. Cause I know you had mentioned some groups when it comes to organically growing or cause I know that you mentioned that as a strength, like how, how can they go about that? So say someone is a new coach and they want, they maybe don't even want to put a bunch of money cause they aren't making money yet on yep. ads or you know, these other things. Yeah. yeah. Like where, what did they do? Like, what would you say that they could do in order to organically grow? Yes. Good question. Yes. Um, and I, I, I'm a big proponent of organically growing, especially if you're starting off as a new coach and still trying to kind of figure, you know, your business out and what you want to do. Um, because you don't want to put too much money um, and time into funnels and ads. Um, that won't convert because you don't like yet know your systems and things. Um, so I have a couple that I'll share with you that I've used that have been really um, beneficial for me and ones that I use now. 
So the first I would say is market research. So we all at some point in our business have to do market research because that's our way of being able to connect with our, our potential ideal clients and get a better understanding of what their pain points are and how we can best um, support and serve them. And so in that process of doing market research, you have an opportunity to share, like you have this new program or this new thing coming, coming up. And what I have found is in just coming from a place of not even trying to sell anyone, but really just coming into it with a place of, I want to understand and I want to hear so that I can help. After those conversations and those questions, people are like, what are you, what are you up to? I would love to know because I would love to work with you. And it's, it's so organic and so natural just through having that, that conversation of just trying to understand where they're coming from, what their pain points are and how can best serve. Well, and it's such a genuine thing. So would you say that, like, are you going into groups to um, get this market research? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I, I usually go into groups and um, just say, hey, um, I'm doing um, some research um, to better understand what are some of the challenges of being a new coach. <laughs> and if anyone is open to just sharing what that is. Um, and I invite people who, who reach out and, you know, to book a call with me. It's usually about 25 minutes um, and nothing too long, but I have a set of questions that I do ask to get a better understanding of like where they're at in their business, what challenges they have, um, what uh, is in the gap, like what's the what's between the, the goals that they have and the challenges and what, what do they need assistance with and all of that fun stuff. Um, and that's how <laughs> we kind of figure out um, how I can best serve them. It's kind of a win-win because after I do my market research, I do reach back out to those ladies and say, hey, this is what I've found um, has been consistent um, in terms of what I've been hearing. This is, I usually put together a great tip, a resource based off of my findings. And that's usually my lead magnet <laughs> and send yeah. it to them and say, hey, this is what I've found has been a challenge. And here is um, a solution to that problem because that's what it's all about. And I send that to them for free. So they have it. <laughs> Well, I think that's awesome. And so that will grow ultimately their email list, which Mm -hmm. I'm guessing is, you know, they're obviously don't really have one or it's small whenever they're starting out. And then, so then what do they do? What would step two be? Okay. So another way is to connect with your network. I think this is one that's overlooked because we get so focused in our business that we don't think about the fact that we have people who know people (laughs) and we get we don't talk enough about ourselves. I know there's times to talk about yourselves and there's times to be humble. When you're a new business owner, coach, consultant, it's so into um, talk about what you do, not in an annoying way, but just share like, this is what I'm doing. Um, This is who I help, this is who I serve, this is what I offer. Because you don't know who could need that and who knows somebody who need that, right? Talk to family, talk to friends, acquaintances, if you're still working, your colleagues. Um, and share like, hey, you know, if I'm a health coach, like I'm a health coach, I help women lose, you know, weight, blah, blah, blah. You know, they may be like, oh, I know this person, my neighbor's been struggling with this. Can I connect you to? So it's so important to, it's such a, a under thought, <laughs> I guess, idea to just reach out to the people that are within your network, the people that you know and you speak to every day and to share what it is that you do and how you serve and what you, how you help. Because they may just be like, you may come to top of mind when they are like, talking to other people that may need your services. Well, and honestly, like even if they didn't like worst case scenario, like you have just declared it, like you have 
put it out in the world. Like the, I am a coach <laughs> and I do this. So, yeah. and I charge this or <laughs> however that looks like, but it's definitely like putting it out there so that, which probably will induce some fear for sure <laughs> to step into Cause then you got to rise to it. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, and that all comes down to like how you mentioned that self-worth, like you gotta do that part. And I think people want to skip that part cause they want to get to the, the part that they can more readily see that's not internal, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. so I think that's definitely a great, a great tip. And I think that you're right. Like that definitely is overlooked and people might blast it on Facebook once or something, but you're talking more like person to person, like a message or talking yeah. to someone, letting them know like, Hey, just wanted to let you know, I am starting this new business. I'm really excited about it. If you know anyone that could use, you know, because I think that we tried to do the easy way and just like blast them <laughs> on Facebook. Like that's not the same. No, I mean, it's not because we don't have ownership. Like it's kind of like I did it by and you like run and hide. <laughs> you have yeah. They, it see, it's, it's the safety net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, that's totally, totally, totally right. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll share about two more. Um, okay. that I think would be useful for your, for your, for your audience to be, so, I mean, this is like the most obvious, but just in case people didn't know to find, um, Facebook groups that, um, have your ideal client. So people that, you know, so again, if you're health, you're going to be in like a group for, you know, women trying to depend on what it is or business, find like five or six groups that have your ideal clients in there and then go in there and provide value. It's always coming from a place of service. So go in there, provide value, answer questions that people may have and what ends up happening or people start to see you as an expert, right? You, you start to show up more on their feed. Um, in that group, they know like you, you know what you're talking about first and foremost. Um, and they're more likely to reach out and just say, Hey, you know, you've been, you know, answering these questions. I love to look like, what do you, a big, uh, again, pro tip is optimize your profile to make sure that it like says what you do so that, cause people, we all check each other out when you, someone reaches out to you, you're always like, let me go to their profile and see yeah, who is this sure. person. <laughs> um, so you want to make sure that like, your profile is optimized to say like, this is who I am and this is what I do. Um, cause then people will start to reach out and be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. It's, you know, then you get to the messenger and you start to have that conversation and then you can, you know, invite them if they're the fit for you and for you, what you do um, to have a conversation with you or to, you know, call whatever, which I have, you know, send them to your program, whatever it may be. But it all starts with that organic, like start giving value, really be intentional about what groups you're in that focus on your expertise and your niche and your people. Well, and I love that you said adding value because it definitely is not just going in there and trying to sell because you will get kicked out (laughs) or blocked or something. So definitely add value. And probably after that market research, like you are reflecting back on that and you are serving and, and maybe even encouraging, like there's something to be said for just, you know, complimenting someone that has done a good job, you know, maybe they're celebrating um, a win that they had or, Mm -hmm. Maybe even they are, you know, you are seeing that they have a problem and offering to help them. I definitely can see where that would be huge for building, like it's expanding your network. Do you personally have a group or do you think that the new coaches should have a group of their own? So I, yes and no. So I have my own group. I actually have two. Um, However, I think that 
it, it, for you to have a group, it's, it, it's great in that it, it, you have a community that's your own community. You don't need to, again, worry about right, being kicked out or yeah. whatever. Um, but at the same time, having a, a group also requires a lot of responsibility. It takes time to get the, them to warm up, engagement. Um, you have to be consistent, too. You can't just, like, have a group and then disappear on them for, like, months. Um, and so it is a responsibility. If you're going to commit to a group, then you have to commit to the fact that you are showing up for them and that um, you're providing value. And it will there will be a return on investment in that. Um, and you'll also grow a, a really thriving community from it. But it, it literally just depends where you are. If you, if you can't commit the time, and there are ways to, like, systemize it a little bit so it's not as, as, as um, overwhelming but to, to have a group I think is a great thing to have as you grow as you start to grow your business because it makes it easier than having to constantly go to try to get cold leads when you have people who know you they like you they trust you they're coming to you to hear what you have to share um, and, and and to reach out to you I love that and I think that a lot of that times that will be like because people like overlooked because people won't necessarily stop and think like, well, what is the time investment? Because they're starting out, like they just want to do the thing. And so mm -hmm. then they almost could get like burnout before you even start, you know? And I think <laughs> for sure about, um, cause you mentioned with the cost. So maybe we could address that for some of our listeners too. I know that in the beginning, a lot of times people will do either discounted or, or free just to get like, some, you know, social proof to kind of get some referrals. Do you do a process or would you recommend a process before they start that? Like, I just think with coaching, like how do you swap or switch eventually to getting paid for the service? Um, especially like if the person, like it's not like, do you have a set plan for that? Or what would you recommend for navigating that? I think for navigating, so I've, I mean, in the beginning, I've done that, and as of recently, I've, I've gotten one or two. Um, I think it's good to do the free, the free coaching helps you to get, gain the confidence. For some, I know from new, newer coaches, it's more of the confidence of feeling like, okay, um, I don't feel the over, the pressure of knowing that, like, someone's paid me money <laughs> for these results. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's that ease of like, okay, um, maybe I will set a certain, like, I will only allow like three or four free client, like free coaching sessions for a certain amount of time for a certain amount of people. And once you get that confidence and you also have the opportunity to, so most it's usually about them also like putting together a program. They want to like, again, kind of beta test it to make sure that like it actually is going to get the result. Yes. Um, and once that's, once they have that, then you want to transition into and say, you know, with the people that you were working with for free, either, again, like the social proof is extremely important. You want those testimonials because that's how other people will feel comfortable, like, buying from you once you actually put a price on it to say that it actually works and that you get people results and then transition from there. And like, for me, like I've ha I had started off with free clients and I'd be like, okay, you know, this is the amount of sessions that's going to be free. If you want to work with me beyond that, then this is my price. And they've been like, okay, with it because it's been clear from the beginning. Um, I always have a contract, whether you're free or you're paid because <laughs> at the end of the day, we, I want to make sure everyone's on the same, um, we are all on the same understanding and have the same expectations um, forward of what to expect. So would you say that you've already set the value and instead of saying, cause I'm wondering about the mindset around the word free. Like I know that people like to get things for free, but do you think it's better to almost set their ideal amount that they want almost like set their worth for that call or what, you know, what they want to actually get. And then 
for a time, maybe discount it or like privately discount it or do something like that to where it's almost publicly, you're still saying you're that value or how do you think yeah. they should communicate the free without communicating the free? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah. I think the best way to um, communicate the free is to be open about it being free. But I believe being very um, intentional in your wording about it, like, you know, I am offering, you know, two free block, you know, sessions or for two people because I am either testing something out or just as a way of me giving back or, you know, whatever I'm doing or just because, you know, being gracious, whatever that may be, but being very clear, like, this is not like the norm, like everyone's not getting going to get free. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're setting that, that boundary, which I think that that's really important. And then you're also setting the value because you probably have that probably in the contract or somewhere where they're yeah, seeing I it. I say how much it is. I think it's also very important that, like you said, that's the best way to um, state that is um, what we do is we can say, you know, I'm giving two se- free sessions valued at, you see that like right when it's yeah. the prices, yeah, valued at like, you know, a thousand dollars, whatever it may be. So that they know that, like, this is a free, but let you know, like, this is the value of it. Like, this is my value. So people still are aware that you have a price point and in your contract, also putting that out there. Like I said, in my contract, it, it's there. <laughs> this is how much it costs to work with me. Well, and in thinking about new coaches, just because this is a little bit off topic, but when thinking about contracts, would you recommend, like, because I know that they can get overwhelmed, especially when it comes to all the back office stuff, you know, like, oh, I have to do this program or what's that? Or, you know, like, so what would you recommend for them for going to get like to draft a contract or to figure that out? Or do you use a certain program or is there anything that you have any tips for that for them? Mm -hmm. I think not to over like become overwhelmed by it and to overthink, not to overthink it. A basic contract, especially when you're just first starting off can just have like the basic, like, Again, your pricing, um, what the expectations are in terms of your time, in terms of availability, in terms of what to expect in the next session. Um, it doesn't really have to be crazy like, you know, some of these longer, more detailed contracts that some of the bigger gurus will get, especially when you're first starting off. As long as, you know, you state like, again, let's say coach, you're a coach, you're not a therapist or a counselor, so you know, again, you're very clear on um, what the coaching relationship would look like and that these are the, what you offer and what you don't offer and what you don't do. It really is just about knowing what that looks like. There are, I don't remember the website, but there are a couple websites um, that you can go and get like um, see contracts that people have put together, really simple, not crazy, like coaching contracts. And you can utilize those templates to um, fit your own when I finished my certification, what part of what we got was like a template for writing a contract. Literally, my contract is not, it's two pages. It's like three pages and it's not like crazy overwhelming. It's literally just bullet, bullet, bullet. This is what it is. Yeah. Um, um, unless I go into something deeper. Obviously, with a, a program, let's say higher price point, refunds, it, gets, it can get a little more dicier um, with that. But if it's just basic, <laughs> you're just starting off, um, one-on-one or things like that, you can, you can put together um, a contract that, that isn't too overwhelming or crazy and just states the, what you need, basic stuff. <laughs> so if you're doing a free session with someone and then they do the contract, do you discuss with them beforehand um, if they're, you know, that 
or do you ask them after like for the testimony? I know that I audited a course before and it was, she asked me like, Hey, at the end of this, I forget how she worded it, but basically she wanted like a little video and a testimonial feedback. Do you, so do you word that somewhere else or in the, in before, or do you wait till after? No, I word it before too. Okay. So that people know what to expect. Like I'm very big about like upfront what am I getting myself into that's just how I am as a person so I like to do the same for others um because I don't like being caught behind I mean it logically makes sense that someone would ask you for a testimonial right if you're doing the program but I'm very upfront about like I'm going to ask you for a testimonial maybe even some referrals like I put it out there yeah um just so that everyone so we're on the same page um I don't like to be like blindsided so I don't like to do that to others either. um so I'm very like clear on my contract about that and there's even a box where I say is this okay and they get to check yes or no so we're all on the same page <laughs> and then also um why we we put price is because that's commitment um what I found is you know sometimes free coaching has its pros and its cons con is when it's free people don't take it as seriously right and so you're you're they're like chasing people to do things that they said they were going to do or not doing. Um, and I think you, for me, what it is, is if you're going to give free coaching outside of like, you're just starting fresh and like part of your like certification program, maybe you get free coaching. What is your reason behind it? I think that's important too, because that's going to dictate how many sessions. If it's just like, I just want to get a couple sessions in so I can, you know, boost my confidence. That's one thing. If it's, I want to get a couple sessions in because I'm, thinking of like a new formula, new program, a new way I want to form my offer. And you just need, um, you want to just try, you know, work with somebody to see if it actually works. Again, that also depends on how many sessions that would take for them to get a certain result. So there's always at the end of it is a result. What are you getting that person and how many sessions does it need for you to get that um, without like giving up the whole thing if that's not your plan. If you're just like, I need to see if we can get this result or how I can get them this result, then map out like maybe it's going to take two or three sessions to do that um but be mindful of free because then you don't want to go down that rabbit hole of free because that becomes when, um, well and then it could get awkward like if they exactly. are just wanting to keep going and you're like yeah. maybe building up some resentment here like you know like, <laughs> but, yeah, like oh, no more yeah so um i think those are great tips and then when it comes to the business purpose business framework is there a certain, cause you definitely have these very distinct pillars. Is there something that you use for them to be able to acknowledge their strengths or to figure out where they should be putting their passions in or, you know, for them to figure that part out? Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Good question. So in the beginning, we talk about the first part of the pillar is the purpose. And that is where we get really clear on what is their purpose? What is their greater mission? within line in alignment with the business because i my personal <laughs> experience is when you are not grounded in that it's very easy to waver um and to get caught up in just the online space and what the gurus are saying and to feel trapped and stuck i know that was for me and so being someone like who is multi-passionate i love to do many things i have many talents and experiences um in my my life it's about being grounded in that one, in your purpose and then in your mission and finding how your gifts, your talents, your strengths, um, how all of that aligns and how you're able to translate that into your business and embody that while within your business. 
you know, I do the business piece, I do the life purpose piece, but I also have health piece. Like my, my, my degree is in health sciences and my bachelor's is in like health education. Like I'm all health. <laughs> but that's hey, fact. it is really taking care of yourself. Like it's, yeah. it's, it, there's a piece of that, you know, mm-hmm. like it's the, there is self-care and self-worth and minds, mm-hmm. all that. Like, and, and, you know, even if like today I was kind of in a funk this morning and I went for mm-hmm. a walk and, you know, like you, you put the almost put the work down and you go and like have that self-care piece and you it really does make you feel a ton better I think that that's the thing is that we don't realize is that when we pivot we're not like starting from scratch like you have still learned and grown and you know gain these skills to take with you but I do think that one tip one very large tip (laughs) for multi-passionates that might be listening is that that you can still have all these passions, but, and, but you're not monetizing all of them, you know, like you can actually just enjoy some things. And I think what it is, is we only make the time for those passions. Like, it's almost like we can warrant spending time doing this over here if we're getting paid for it. Like, Mm -hmm. but actually, if you really want to make time over here, just make it important for you to just be happy doing this thing over here, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I know that I've struggled with that for sure. But, and I think that it's really important too, how you said to be grounded or to like anchor it into a why, because that can kind of make it to where, you know, you can kind of check it like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you, you love to do this, but is that connected at all with your why? Like, so should you mm-hmm. go down the rabbit hole or should you just maybe go take a day and like have some personal time and do that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think that's definitely a distinction that a lot of multi-passionates are, uh, are noticing. So I think that all of your organic ways to grow is, are going to help so many people. And then I'm, I'm really excited to see the work that you do with this purpose business framework because it sounds like you are literally bringing them through each and every step to where they can get not only results for their their clients, but there's a big transformation in their whole mindset and in their confidence and honestly, eventually their wallets because that (laughs) is all connected to that. Like you aren't doing it to just be you know, to just help, like it, there is a piece, obviously, like you want to do good and you want to feel good about putting, um, making impact in the world. There's a lot of money mindset too, like, mm-hmm. yes. which I feel like I definitely think growing up, like we had for sure. And <laughs> I know that a lot of listeners might too, because it's like money is not bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just like amplifies who you are. So if you are a good person, like you with money is going to do amazing things. So, which that's me totally going on a, a whole other thing over here. But I do think that that's really important because people get lost on that whole, the packaging pillar that you had, like the offer, mm-hmm. the value, the mm-hmm. like s- almost stepping into it before they have the proof. Cause you have to just like blindly believe almost. Or like trust yourself because it's it really does come down to trust, don't you think? Yes. Oh yes, I was gonna say that's uh, it's so funny because I I go through embodiment training with a coach um, because I was hitting so much of these like uh, limiting beliefs and blocks, like you said, around mindset and trust, and I didn't realize like a big part of it was trusting yourself and worthiness. Worthiness is our biggest issue. Is um, it's what keeps us hiding. It's what keeps us having that imposter syndrome. We're putting our worthiness um, on others to, to validate us. And that's what keeps us blocked <laughs> along with our limiting beliefs about so many things um, that come up for us. Um, it's so funny because I had a coach who said, 
one of the, there's two times in your life where all of your stuff comes up. He didn't use stuff. He used another S word. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is when you, uh, he said, when you get married and when you start a business, um, because we are facing ourselves with starting a business, especially as a solopreneur, right? It's all on yeah. you. You're the coach, you're the marketer, you are the operations person, you're the fight, like you're everything. Well, and maybe people don't understand. Maybe your husband's like, why are you doing this? You know, you, know yes. you could, do, or, you could yes. do this and make money now, but you're going over here. Yeah, like it's, and so definitely there's, hey, that is the time where you need to really be focused on the health. Good thing you have that piece <laughs> because I do think that that's almost like a back to basics type of thing for sure. All right. Well, I love that. And I think that's really important for learning to reframe your thoughts for sure because we catch ourselves with, I feel like, self-talk where we almost can destroy our dreams before we even let ourselves try. And there is power in the trying. I will say multi-passionates, we're triers, <laughs> you know, maybe a bit too much, but, um, which I don't know if you, if I asked you in the questionnaire, but did you, um, do you know your Enneagram or are you familiar with Enneagram at all? Oh, I am familiar with it and I didn't, I think I tried to, um, I believe you have like a guide, right? Yeah. So the, it, the guide doesn't the actually. It doesn't actually like tell you what you are, but it does. Um, it tells you where you go in stress and in health. But um, they do have some quizzes, or I have an episode on the Enneagram. I would love to take that and see. I did it a long time ago. I don't remember what my number was, but I know like I am like I'm a control freak and I'm high energy. So those are. <laughs> so maybe you're one. I don't know. Um, oh, I see. That sounds familiar. I probably am actually. <laughs> ones, there's there moral perf- perfection. They're basically yes. the perfectionists. Oh my god! You started it. Yes, yes. Correct. <laughs> uh, but when they're healthy, they go into a seven, which is the enthusiast, the fun. So yes. um, that so they do, and they loosen up, like so they're not as maybe rigid with it comes to like to being perfect, but. So, yeah, I feel like that's been in the same way kind of interesting because you can almost see how how and why like that you act the way you do and and even when it comes to vulnerability because there's something really big about starting your business um mm-hmm. that is a vulnerability it's like that declaring it that stepping out that saying i'm here for this <laughs> you know like yeah. <laughs> please please don't uh, um reject me no yes <laughs> but uh All right. Well, I think that you have given us so much, so much value. And I really appreciate you taking the time to hop on here and share with us. I would love for us to be able to connect with you on social media. Where do you hang out or can you give us some information on uh, where to find you? Yes, sure. So you can learn a little bit more about me at my, on my website, which is oninecanike.com, O-N-Y-I-N-Y-E-C-A-N-I-K-E.com. Or follow me on Instagram, also at Onine C. Anike. Both, whichever one you go to, I have the five-step guide, which goes over everything that we talked about today in terms of the purpose-based framework a little bit, um, and also shares like the client attraction um, organic um, strategies. So if that's something you want to grab, go grab that. It has tons of information um, as well, and it's a great way to connect. I love that. And I will actually put all that in the show notes so that you guys can grab that. And thanks again. And I want to let all of our listeners know that you are strong, you are capable, and you can do the hard stuff. Wishing you joy and abundance. Angel. 
I hope you found value in today's show. I just want to take a second to share the takeaways. All right, today we were learning the five steps to organically grow your business. We did this by first market research. Invite your ideal niche to get on a research call or to provide that value and answer your questions. You are basically finding out what in the world their problem is so you can solve it. Number two, connect with your network. Think of your friends, your family, your acquaintances. I mean, this is the people that love you. And so you are going to ask them to connect with you, but also for them to share what in the world you're doing. So remember, declare it, step out, and declare it. All right, you never know unless you ask. Step number three is podcast interviews. We actually didn't didn't intentionally um, forget this one, but we were in the middle of this one. So this is definitely one of my favorites. It's a great way to reach your ideal audience, share your expertise, and honestly, it's a great way to share and add value and connect. It really is about connection with this. All right, number four, you wanna provide value and invite your prospects to really have a conversation beyond just blasting it on social media. Yes, you can add value with lives and with posts and that sort of thing, but you really want to get into the DMs, find out what in the world they're struggling with, what their possible um, things that they need so that you can ultimately turn around, solve the problems and speak right to their pain points. Okay. Um, Yeah. Help them out basically. Number five, you want to collaborate with your gatekeepers. And what that means is reaching out to groups where your avatar, your ideal customer lives or hangs out, and you are going to ask them if they would like to collaborate. Maybe they can post on your group, you can post on theirs. Maybe you have some sort of value to offer. Maybe you want to promote or do a giveaway with them. Basically, put yourself out there and collaborate with others. It really is about supporting each other and sharing all of the goodness. Think about it. How many appointments could you really coach? How many, I mean, even if you are not a coach, like if you are a photographer, if you are someone who makes signs, like you only can do how so many um, projects, right? There is enough abundance for everyone. So I just want to leave you with that and remind you that if you would like to create a lead magnet or a place on social media for them to find you, this can definitely grow your list while also solving those problems we mentioned about. So I hope this helps you. I hope that you realize that you can do this and that I, I that you are meant to put yourself out there. I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest things we just said today was to declare it, was to realize that you have that self-worth and that you are worthy of the life you want. All right, I hope you found value in today's show. Remember, you can screenshot this episode and share it in your social media. And of course, I wish you guys the best in your business and I can't wait to see what you put out in the world. Hey mama, before you go, if you found value in today's podcast or you learned something new, stop over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love hearing what you are thinking of the show and also connecting with you over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at angel.mcelhaney or on Facebook. So check the show notes for that crazy last name. And until next time, I just want to remind you, you are capable, you are strong, and you can do the hard things. Wishing you joy and abundance, Angel.